Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ. Live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512 836 0590. Appreciate the heck out of your show. I've been listening for a long time. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Texas Scorecard says some parents who have kids attending Rouse High School in the Leander School District are very angry. They say that the principal waited five days before notifying parents that a teacher had been placed on leave over allegations of an inappropriate relationship with a student. Totally unacceptable to me, Mel. I just think you've got, when you know this, when you have the information, when this action happens, you got to notify parents immediately because that's when the rumors start and the little gossip, mom's calling each other, dad's calling, oh, did you hear this? Did you hear this? And a lot of it's false information. You got to come clean early. Yeah, I saw the letter that uh, was sent out to families that attend that school. And one of the things that stood out to me was that in that letter, they said, we're letting you know because this is likely to draw media attention. It doesn't matter if it draws Mm -mm. media attention or not. You tell the parents. But when you say something like this, this is likely to draw media attention. To me, that says, had it not... No one would ever know about this because we're in the game of cover-up here. We would never want anyone to know. And that is just absolutely wrong for this school. One of the parents tells the Texas scorecard the campuses of Tom Glenn High School and Rouse High School have a combined history of covering up child exploitation and violent attacks involving students. She says, in this case, we only learned about this through students' TikToks and Snapchats. And we, the parents, then started talking to the media, trying to get the school to open up about what had happened. That's just inexcusable to me. The school should never, as soon as they learn about something, they should be releasing the information. I'm not talking about who the student is or who the staff member is. It should just be, here's the information. We were informed about an improper relationship, and that staff member is on leave until further notice. Here's another comment by this parent to the Texas Scorecard. Families are often not notified until their child is picked up from school by an ambulance or a teacher who has abused a student has already been arrested and charged with a crime. This is leaving parents in the dark. 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts, call or text. Third case this year. In Leander ISD. Third case. That's just, uh, are they doing their due diligence when hiring? But they've got to be proactive. They've got to let parents know immediately that this happened. Well, elaborate on your point about... Three cases of yeah, it's teachers just, with inappropriate contact right. with students. You would you would think that that's one thing they're telling these teachers, and first of all, in their interview process, and then 
having it's there's obviously there should be a zero tolerance at all school districts, but just reiterating, it is inappropriate. There are state laws. You could go to jail. You could lose your job. But three times you think the first time it happened, that one teacher who thought about, you know, dilly dallying with a student would say, "Uh oh, I better not do that because." I'm going to, you just said that the school should be telling them. If you have to tell an adult that is coming to teach that Uh. they may be going to jail if they get caught doing this, that is not someone you want at the school. And I cannot help but wonder if all of this is tied to what I'm going to call an increase in just knowing, confirming, changing sexuality. There is so much talk about sex in schools. Is this a part of that? We've become so, okay, first graders need to know about sex. And so these people that are going to teach these kids think that it's a-okay. If we're talking about you can be whatever gender, then it must be okay that I touch a first grader or whatever grade. Uh, It is a key part of all of this. They are sexualizing the kids in the schools with this curriculum, focusing on gender identity, sexuality. They're turning them into sex objects in mm-hmm. many ways. We could we could do two or three of these kind of stories every, every day, day every if we day. wanted to. I see them in the news all over the state all the time, whether it's a teacher sleeping with a student or a teacher caught with child porn. It is rampant. It is rampant, and not only here in Texas. I saw a story earlier today in Indiana, same thing going on at a school there. It is, it is really disturbing. We need, we talked about the one teacher that is only going to get 120 days in jail. To me, and I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again today, when it comes to children, if you are committing any type of crime against them, you should never see the light of day again. Here are the numbers. You can weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590. This is a story out of the Texas Scorecard. Rouse High School principal Vincent Hawkins, according to parents, waited five days before letting them know that a teacher had been suspended for possible inappropriate teacher-student relationship. And the parents say, this is not the first time we've been kept in the dark. There's a pattern of this throughout the Leander School District. 512-836-0590. Melinda's right. It's just lame to say it could create a media firestorm or something. So what? So what? The safety of the students and information to the parents are paramount in this. The U.S. Association of Manufacturers says we could lose one million jobs in manufacturing if President Biden goes through with a new air quality rule that his EPA is about to impose on manufacturers in the United States. Jay Timmons is president and CEO of the National Association of Manufacturers, and he's the one ringing the alarm bell about this impending new rule. Mark, this is not for the pres- good for the president in election year when you have these new regulations could wipe out all these jobs. I know this is the administration. It's going to save the planet we are the world, we are the people, that sort of thing. But uh, no, this is not good for the president of the United States if he wants to get reelected. Especially because he likes to say how many jobs he created and uh, how well the job economy is doing under him. It would be hard for him to say, and by the way, yeah, I, I may have cost a million jobs. EPA Administrator Michael Regan 
says that this new air standard is going to save lives. It will make all Americans healthier, Yes, especially the most vulnerable and the overburdened communities. He says we could prevent 4,500 premature deaths and save $46 billion in health benefits by 2032. You by really I don't believe that. I was going to say, where the heck do they get these numbers Out of from? the air. Boom. Let's put that on this. This one sounds good. <laughs> 512-836-0590. You can join the discussion. It is 311 with Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. And you can stream the show live on your digital device via the free news radio KLBJ app. Hope you're having a great day. It is 315. Let's go to Alyssa in Leander. Good afternoon, Alyssa. How are you? Hi, how are you guys? I enjoy your show. I listen every day. Oh, that's super. We appreciate that. I understand you have a student at Rouse High School. Is that right? I do. I have a son who goes to Ralph, and when I spoke with him after I came home from school, after I got that email, he said, yeah, the rumors have been going on for a couple of weeks. He told me this was a newer coach. Apparently, he would write hall passes for this said student, and it just it blew my mind that, you know, this was already kind of in the know of all the other students. So I just, I'm in shock. <laughs> Well, and to me, that brings up a question. How soon did the school know that? Yeah. Were, were they in tune to any of this gossip that was going around the school or the rumors that were going around the school? Did they check it out or was it not until a parent hears about it and is asking the school? Unfortunately, I don't know. I didn't know to that email and my son just said there were rumors and that that was it. And I just, again, I I feel like you would have heard that, like the teachers would have heard the students speaking if they were paying attention. It just, it just blows my mind. Have you talked with other parents? Uh, yes. Uh, another parent said their child said the same thing, that there were rumors. And that parent actually was supposed to call someone today. They just haven't gotten a hold of anyone. Yeah, and to back up what you're saying, I have a friend whose son goes to the same school, and the same rumor yeah. that you're talking about was the same rumor that she said her son had heard circulating around the school. Oh, that's just nuts. Just nuts. Well, I'll tell you what, I have a second uh, second son, and he is pr- currently in a charter school, so we got out of Leander ISD. <laughs> wow. Is yep. it, it, did you make that move because of these kinds of cases where the teachers are accused of uh, preying so, on the now, students? I've lived in Leander since the mid-90s, went to high school here, you know, been in the community, and I have just watched LASD go down the tube. Mm. And, you know, my son was older, didn't want to get out of school, but my younger son, I was like, you have no choice, we're moving on. And I just I just see it, because Leander ISD used to be known as a good school district, yeah. and it's just, it's not the same. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you. What What is the What's difference? The cha- what happened? has changed? Yeah. Because... I, I think a lot of people think of Leander. That's more country. Perhaps it's you're, you're not having the same problems, even though Leander's exploded, not having the same right. problems of like Austin ISD. What has changed within the school to see it go downhill like that? Well, I have asked both my boys, and it comes down to a couple things. Um, they say that the teacher's hands are tied on discipline. Like I don't know if y'all remember back in the day we had um, – 
we had to wear a certain dress attire and all of that and follow rules. Kids don't have, you know, dress attire. I drop my kids off and sometimes I'll see people in cutoff shorts and corsets. Apparently, you can turn in homework at any time. Mm. Um, they, they'll count it almost 100%, even if it's like two weeks after. Uh, teachers are just, you know, as long as they get the grades in. It's just everything's just falling apart. This wow. is the third case so far this year in Leander I've Schools of a teacher being accused of inappropriate relationship with students. And because of yeah. that, it has there been like an emergency school board meeting that was called that said, hey, we need to figure this out or we need to have a better way of informing parents? Has there been a school board meeting in regards to this? Not that I'm aware of. I only noticed the rezoning for um, residents. That's all I've seen. Parents have to be terrified at the thought that teachers yeah. are preying in a sexual manner on your children right there at school, Alyssa, where you expect them to be safe. It's absolutely terrifying. Alyssa, thank you for weighing in. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a good day, Alyssa. 512-836-0590. We'd like to hear your thoughts. If you're just touching base with us, joining in, Texas Scorecard says parents who have kids at Rouse High School in the Leander District are upset that the principal waited five days to let the parents know that a teacher is now accused of an inappropriate relationship with a student. And some parents are saying this is a pattern. This is happening very frequently in Leander schools. 512-836-0590. Uh, Ken is with us in South Austin, 319. Mark, Melinda, and Ed, good afternoon, Ken. How you guys doing? I'm, it's good to be on. I just want to say real quick, this this uh, transgender uh, attack on our children, it's so evil and it's so insidious because they're going after children who are just learning how to count to 10, children who are just learning how to tie their shoes. Oh, oh! You think you're a little boy, but what if you're a little girl? It's it's so evil. It's so wicked. These people need to be arrested. It's that bad. Yeah, and we had a caller earlier this week that was talking about sex education being taught in the first grade, yeah, first grade. And, and then how it veers off into the gender discussion, and that was enough to like. I just do not understand how you're discussing sex in a first grade classroom. That, that's what makes them so evil. They're taking advantage of little children and their naivete, uh, their, the fact they don't, they don't even understand what, what they're telling them. It's not just the schools, it's the parents. Because the same caller said, what, it was the first grade, had a couple of kids in the classroom who were who identified Already as— Already were questioning their gender. Yeah, yeah or, uh, identifying with another gender. That's just wild to me. Ken, thank you. Have a good afternoon, sir. You can join the conversation, 512-836-0590. New national poll today, 64% of registered voters say President Biden is not mentally fit to serve a second term. 51% say former President Donald Trump is not (laughs) mentally fit to serve a second term. This is Quinnipiac's new national poll. It's the the nightmare of the election of November 2024, and it's going to be this way up until Election Day when I don't know what's going to happen because I'm on record. I'm not vote-free the one of these guys. I'm looking for somebody else, but the way our system is, the next president more than likely, well, not more than likely, a 99% chance it's either going to be Biden or Trump. But this the distrust and distaste 
of the, the voting public is just amazing on both sides, not only against Biden, but against Trump, too. Well, and I'm thinking about the rest of the world. If they're going, OK, they're putting up two people that most Americans don't think are fit for this. I'm sure that they're like, yes, please. Either one of them works for us. If they're both not mentally fit, that works well into our plans. It's sad. It's a sad state of affairs. Our elections for, I don't know, as long as I can remember electing or voting in these presidential elections have been a sad state of affairs as far as who our candidates are. (laughs) All right. 512-836-0590. Let's go to Barbara on KLBJ. Hello, Barbara. Hi, good afternoon, you all. Um, I listen to your show a lot. You guys are great. Thank you, Barbara. Um, I may. I just want to make a comment. I may have misheard Melinda, and if I did, I apologize. It sounded like y'all or Melinda making a correlation between um, sexual child predators and then the issue of transgendered people. Like there's a correlation. I, I haven't even mentioned of- transgenders. Or the issues with with sex in schools or discussion. Of- I, I brought I brought up that with sex in school that this woman who called with her first grade grader they were introducing sex education and in this woman's child's class there were those children in that classroom who were already uh, identifying with a different gender. That I brought that up. I, it has nothing okay. to do with child abuse. No, it's just it's just the fact that some parents are. Uh, letting their children make that decision and saying, go, you can be what you want to be. And I just wanted to be clear that there's no, there's no correlation between the two issues. Um, it just reminded me of like the argument with um, like uh, the Boy Scouts, for example, how they don't, or I don't know if they do even now allow men who are gay to be scout leaders because they feared it would, uh, that the the scouts would be molested because of the fact that they're they're gay, and there's no correlation. That's just not true whatsoever. Um, and so Real I thought you were kind of making the that. same. Mm. I misheard you. I thought maybe you were making the same correlation no. between these issues that these young children are dealing with with their gender and sexual orientation doesn't have anything to do with uh, people who sexually are predators against children. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbara, thank you. Have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text to join the conversation. Mike is in Round Rock at 324. Hey, Mike, welcome. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you. Yes, sir. Welcome, Mike. Thank you so much. Yeah, I just wanted to touch base on, uh, you know, there's a whole transgender uh, issue going on, and I think that's a form of child abuse. I heard you guys talking about there's not much of a correlation there, but I, I do think there's a there's a correlation because I think that's a big form of child abuse. Now I have no problem with, uh, you know, open, uh, you know, open discussion regarding that. If you're, if you're for that, so be it. You know, if your children are for that, so be it. And that's how you want to raise them. But I think when it comes down to this new day and age that we live in, where schools are kind of planting a seed way too early. Um, I mean, first and foremost, I think that's a huge form of child abuse and it's going to open doors for, inappropriate cases like you guys are talking about where a teacher is involved in, uh, you know, inappropriate relationships with a student, Um, you know, especially when you're kind of encouraging sexual education at such a young age. I mean, at first grade, you are talking about, you know, you are educating students on, uh, yeah, sexual education. So 
I mean, when I was when I was uh, doing work in Chicago recently, you know, they're telling me they're putting tampon dispenser machines in schoolboys' bathrooms. I mean, is that is that necessarily a great thing? I don't think so. You know, well, that's sort of dumb to me. Yeah. Well, that's it happened in one high school where they started ripping the those dispensers yeah. out. It, to me, it's just ridiculous, and I don't care what kind of conversation you're having. It does not need to be had in a classroom of first graders. I would go even all the way up to fifth grade. And I know that these kids have access to a lot more Internet and they can find this stuff up on their own. I would argue that's conversations for parents to have. I don't see why the school needs to get involved in first grade and say we need to teach your kid about sex education. Mike, thank you. Here are the numbers, 512-836-0590. It's Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. 331. Hope you're having a great afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Jack is here producing. Perla is calling from Leander on KLBJ. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Good afternoon, y'all. Yes, welcome aboard. You've got some thoughts on that story about the principal at Rouse High School waiting days before informing parents? Yes, I wanted to elaborate on the few comments that I made to the Texas scorecard, which, by the way, thank you. And thanks to Texas Scorecard for caring about children and actually wanting to ask questions. I reached out to several media sources, and sometimes I got responses like, oh, really? So I just applaud y'all for talking about something um, so important. And the reason why I specifically mentioned Tom Glenn High School and Rouse High School is because last year, um, the principal of Rouse was my kid's associate principal at Glen High School. And when I went in to turn in an incident report, he yelled at me in front of two other teachers saying, I'm not talking to you. Therefore, when he mentions in the newsletter to parents that the only reason he's putting this out there, it's because media has contacted him. So he's not kidding. And on Sunday, I discovered several parents commenting on what has led into cyberbullying, according to the parents, because when parents are not notified that there have been, you know, police officers escorting, um, possibly escorting educators out of campus or when any incidents occur and there is no notification to families, parents cannot have those very important talks with their kids. And they do resort to embellishments or, you know, just having to resort to social media to just clarify anything. How soon do you you think parents should be notified in a case like that? Um, immediately. Same day? As I mentioned, the same day, yes, okay. sir. Uh, we have had parents reach out to me when there have been guns brought to elementary schools in Leander ISD, and once again, parents are not notified. Uh, this is absolutely a trend 
that has to stop. How many times, Perla, have you heard uh, these reports of guns being taken to elementary schools? In the recent past, um, at least two times involving the same campus, involving the same student, and um, it's been at the elementary school level. So um, we, again, had to reach out to to media, and those are the only sources, um, journalists, that can request any answers from the district. They have to reach out to the communications director. As parents, even though our, our children are in those schools, um, we you know get the, the same information that they can't talk about it. And I understand that, you know, and I understand that investigations have to go on, but you could at least send a notice so that parents are aware it's been taken care of, it's under investigation, this is why my child saw police officers, dogs. Mm. Uh, this is why we had a lockdown, et cetera. Yeah, I agree with you. This is something that that needs to be done. And I know I saw a text earlier that said, well, if it happened after hours on a school Friday and then they had Monday off, I my sisters, both of them now are at the level of principal and assistant principal. They work around the clock. I've been with them taking calls on Sundays. It doesn't matter that it's not eight to five. If it is something like this, you get on your computer and you blast out that email because you're absolutely the longer you wait to address it, the more rumors and false information start flying around. Absolutely. And the parent concerns over the weekend were about, um, you know, students bullying each other. I automatically got um, help from my own student to show me some of these, you know, social media accounts. And I was just very concerned, just like the parents. Um, You did have some students, you know, making videos, um, and using words like pedophile towards the alleged, um, you know, teacher involved. And this is just, again, parents are not being given the opportunity to have any kind of talk with their, with their students. You know, perhaps their students um, might, may have been witnesses or um, it just leads to unnecessary trauma. Perla, and Perla, the Texas scorecard says... This is the third case this school year in the Leander ISD of a teacher uh, being accused of preying on a student, a sexual relationship with a student. What, what is behind that all is, of this? What is the catalyst for all of this in the Leander schools? The catalyst is the normalizing of, like y'all were speaking about earlier, sexualizing children and those cover-ups right? The district would rather stay safe than notify families that this may be occurring in their children's school. So I believe it was about January after the special education teacher at Leander High School was already arrested. And I believe just yesterday was convicted until parents um, demanded answers no one was notified about another child predator at Leander High School. At the end of the previous year, but still within the school year, we had another child predator at Cedar Park, I'm sorry, Vista Ridge High School. So that does make three that we know of 
this school year alone. And when you are repeatedly covering things up and when you are sexualizing children via the instructional materials and curriculum that, you know, some of these um, administrators and school board members are dead set on driving through this district, it leads to sending the wrong message to all kids that this district does not care, and it sends a message to any potential predators that nothing will happen to them. And so I agree with everything y'all were talking about regarding this particular topic. Perla, thank you so much for checking in with us. Uh, Will you please keep us updated on these kind of important stories? Absolutely. I'm available anytime. And I don't know if I can put this plug out there, but that is why I strongly endorse Dr. Mary Bone for the State Board of Education. We need knowledgeable and just champions for children um, at that level and at all levels of of office. Perla, Someone thank you. Thank you so much, that. Perla. You have a good afternoon. We we appreciate it. Thank you. 512-836-0590. Full transparency with the parents ASAP a la Melinda's sister's way. Yeah, you, you, you do. do it even if it's after school hours. Uh, it does not matter. As soon as you come into that information and you've done what you need to do in regards to the immediacy of the situation, you sit down and you send out the email. All right, you can weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590. If you're just joining us, this is a story from the Texas Scorecard. Uh, Parents who have kids attending Rouse High School, some of them are very upset. They say it took days for the principal to notify them a teacher had been suspended for possible inappropriate teacher-student contact And uh, so they're upset about this. And they say this is not the first time they've been kept in the dark for a period of time. My goodness, the the guy that wrote, I don't know if it was the superintendent or the principal that wrote the letter, said in part of his reasoning was for informing parents was likely to draw media attention. That should have never been included in there, and it should have been, I'm informing you because that's what I need to do. You need to know as a parent of a child that attends this school, and that's why we're letting you know. Uh, Kyle, is there a name on two? Am I just supposed to go to line two with no name? Give me a yes or a no. Yes? Okay. Uh, Good afternoon. Welcome to KLBJ. It says you are an employee of the district. Is that right? Yes, sir, I am. Well, welcome. What What are your thoughts? Well, while I can't speak for the entire district, obviously, and I understand this lady's frustration, and I'm not saying I disagree with some of the things that she said. However, you cannot clump the principals from an entire district into one bucket. I've had students of my own that have gone all the way through the system, And the school that I work at, when something happens on campus, we were always notified immediately, within a couple of hours, why there was police on campus, why there was an ambulance on campus. Now, of course, it has to remain generic because it is a privacy issue. Sometimes it's not even a student on campus. Sometimes an ambulance is there because there's something wrong with the parent. And that's just kind of unfortunately the society that we're in now you're not allowed to say 
what the instances are other than there was an issue on campus, everybody is okay, it's been cleared, and I just wanted to inform you of what was going on. As far as the curriculum stuff that she's talking about, yes, I agree that there's things that are out of place, but that's where the voting from the community has to has to fix that because those those board members that are voted in are voted in. So that's, I mean, they have their agenda. Yeah, sure. And we have to vote them in or vote them out if we don't like it. I, I, I think I the biggest complaint that I was hearing was about the timing of this. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, did you say you worked at the school or just in the district? I, no, I just work in the district. I do not work in that school. And my, my students went to schools that were farther south in the district. But whenever there was an incident on the high school campus or even elementary, for that matter, there was always a there was always an email from the principal saying, Today there was police on campus. There was an issue that was resolved. And I think that 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 right there is is the biggest thing. I I think everybody understands we can't tell you who the teacher is or who the kid is. It was that this was sent out on Tuesday, but yet in the letter it said on Friday we knew of this. So I think that that lapse in time seems to be one of the biggest complaints. I understand that. I'm just, I get frustrated when people clump the entire district into something because that is a principal issue and it is not the entire district that's doing that. We have, you know, we have 30 elementary schools and nine middle schools and seven, six high schools. So that's a lot of schools and you can't clump one person into all of that. So that's all. Thank you so much. Have a nice afternoon. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. 512-836-0590. It is 344. Mark, Melinda, and Ed. On your radio or streaming on your digital device, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. 349. We hope you're having an excellent afternoon. Since October, the U.S. Border Patrol says it has apprehended 6,400 illegal immigrants on the southern border who have prior criminal convictions. And then you think about all the ones that they didn't apprehend. This is, I mean, you're seeing it almost daily now, whether it is gang members or rapists or murderers or people on the terrorist watch list. They are coming across our border sometimes Border Patrol is able to nab them, and sometimes they never know about them. Mark, it just shows once again, and we say it every day, this is such a flawed process going on at the border with the Biden administration. And I've read today that he may have some executive order to try to try to do his own, try to crack down, which ironically would be the same thing Donald Trump used to do. Which would ironically be the same thing that he overturned on this first That's day right, in office. right, right. And it's all politics to say, look, look, see, I'm cracking down. It's too late. It's too late on this. U.S. Border Patrol Chief Jason Owens said yesterday that just over the past weekend, agents on the southern border caught 10 illegal immigrants who have violent criminal histories, including murder, rape, drug and weapons trafficking charges. Uh, No other details on those cases. That's Just a brief report that they put out, 6,400 in total just since October. 
512-836-0590-351 now. Sarah is with us. Mark, Melinda, and Ed, good afternoon. Sarah, how are you today? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, you sound great. Go ahead, Sarah. Okay, good. Hi, I'm calling in regard to the woman who called in saying that there is no correlation between any kind of sexual uh, abuse of children and transgender uh, issues. Uh, Asking a person to change their gender would and then go through that surgery could be considered to be a form of child abuse because it is a lifelong um, change in their biology, their physiology, their emotional state. It's a huge, huge um, topic for any any age person. Uh, yes, it has lifelong and so, consequences, and uh, in many cases, yeah, very negative consequences. Not, probably are not taught in those presentations about sexuality in schools and the, the, the sites that the kids can go on. Um, and my other comment is that uh, someone, maybe it was the same woman, was talking and she said there was no correlation between Boy Scouts being abused by their... Uh, Gay leaders. Scout leaders. Did you hear me groan? Because that's... Uh, there's evidence yeah. all over the place that gay well, weren't they ha- gay they, men. Oh yeah, they, they were sued. Out a whole oh lot yeah, of money, that, millions a story of today in Wall Street Journal. 84 yeah, bi- eighty-four billion dollar settlement. Yeah, is now being uh, appealed at the Supreme Court level. So I think the person that had called in is confusing opinions with facts, and that's kind of the the mo now among the very woke is to give lots of opinions uh, with not a lot of facts behind them. Sarah, thank you. Have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text to join the conversation. They call it gas station heroin. And they say it's a growing threat in New Jersey and may be spreading to other parts of the country. Yeah, Mark, this is the thing that caught my eye because if it's in New Jersey, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not in Texas uh, convenience stores and what is it? It's some type of synthetic that is, uh, extremely dangerous to people. People have used it for weight loss. But my understanding is it's legal things that are, maybe they're not FDA approved, mm-hmm. but they're legal substances, but are having some really bad adverse effects on people that are taking it. Yeah. It's a called Tianeptine is what is in it, and it is exceedingly addictive, and uh, it's sold as a supplemental to help with anxiety and depression. A Maryland fam- family has found out not only New Jersey, it can be extremely addicted. Uh, a guy's son took it in Maryland, said he went crazy, almost psychotic. So are they following lawsuits here, or is this just a PSA? I think they're going to file lawsuits. The bottles are labeled Zara Red. Who are they going to sue? I can't. I, I guess they're going to sue. I would expect them to sue the convenience stores and the makers. The of, convenience stores. They sell it there legally. I know they sell it legally. Uh, it's a know. supplement. It's being it's being marketed as a supplement. Perhaps there's some questions on whether or not it's a supplement. But to me, this falls along the same lines of when we talk about the energy drinks that they say are extremely addictive. Yeah. And 
it's up to the consumers here. If you don't know what it is you're taking, probably shouldn't take it. Nine states have banned it already. Texas is not one of those states. They're mostly, well, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, Mississippi, Ohio, and Tennessee. What do these people want as the ultimate outcome? They want it. They want it off the shelves because this one father says it could have killed him. It could have killed him. But anything you say, Mel, if you overdo it with these energy jinks, they're bad for you. But uh, apparently, according to this one family, I'm reading a story out of Maryland, uh, his son's addictive and makes him crazy. Just so crazy. They, they want a ban on retail sales and brick and mortar? Yeah, they want everything. What about online? I would assume they want online too, Mark. Yeah. But the Food and Drug Administration has issued a warning about tianeptine uh, and five members of Congress have sent letters to the FDA urging the agency to review the supplement and its presence in the U.S. of A. Is that the name on the packaging? Oh, uh, no, the packaging, it goes, uh, it's Red Czar or something like that. It's something, well, I'm sure with a, some type of catchy label and stuff with a name. All right, we've got news coming up next at the top of the hour from Fox, and Rachel has all of your Austin news. Melinda and I roll on right here, live and local, just ahead, 4 to 6. Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults aged 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ.